Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast, a relaxing and informative show where we explore anxiety, panic, and PTSD, sharing how you can overcome them for life. Aloha, welcome back to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. In today's episode, I'm so excited to bring a different podcast to you than we've had lately. We are going to be talking together here with Jessica. She is uh, delightfully spending some of her time with me in order to bring to you her journey through her anxiety. And Jessica was a client of mine, and uh, I wanted to share her success with you guys. She's, she's really gone through a lot of things, and life is good right now, and she was willing to talk to you guys about it together while we're here on the podcast. So without further ado, let me just welcome Jessica. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me, Gina. It's so delightful to talk with people that I have worked with in the past, and I love how many people do check in with me, and uh, the fact that you and I were able to reconnect and I could hear how well you were doing brought real joy to my life. So I'd like to start uh, your journey with, you know, what brought you to the show in the first place? Like, why would someone like you want to be listening to a podcast about anxiety? Sure. So a few years ago, I kind of realized that I have anxiety and that was what was causing me to spin all the time. I I was in therapy for a while and I picked up uh, on the fact that I had anxiety when I was in therapy. And I I realized uh, I started to become conscious of the fact that I had it. And eventually I decided I wanted to work on improving it. And that turned into a really long journey before I even found your podcast. I did all sorts of things. I gave up caffeine uh, because I'm very sensitive to caffeine and it does trigger my anxiety. I was in therapy, like I mentioned. I did everything from Epsom salt baths to taking valerian root at night and even drinking a glass of wine every now and then. And those things helped, but they weren't really enough. So I decided that I was going to look for an anxiety coach. I thought, well, maybe there's a coach out there for anxiety because I had hired a coach for a different purpose before and she had a great podcast. She doesn't coach people on anxiety. She works with a different, you know, in a different segment. So I thought, well, why don't I look for some anxiety podcasts? And Maybe there's some, somebody out there doing the same thing, putting out a great podcast who's a coach. And that's how I found your podcast. And I really enjoyed your podcast. It resonated with me, the things that you were saying I could identify with. And you were talking about tools and techniques that I found useful and helpful. So that's how I found you. And then I decided to hire you and work with you. And it was uh, tremendously helpful. Yeah, I uh, 
I knew when I very first met you, Jessica, that you had already done a lot of work. I mean, it's a different kind of relationship when I'm working with somebody who has done uh, therapy or other coaching or who has even just done a lot of self-work that, you know, are really open. And so uh, we were able to dive in just right away into the things that coaching does, which is getting you to make some changes in your life and tweak some of the things that was going on in your life. And uh, so before we go there, can you explain to the listeners like where your anxiety was at when you very start, first started working with me? What kind of uh, issues were you having or what was, what was um, the focus when we first started working together? Sure. So uh, I had terrible insomnia when you and I started working together, I've had it for most of my adult life and it got a lot worse when my mother passed away a few years ago. And I, like I said, I had done a lot of work on uh, my anxiety, which is related to insomnia. The two were kind of feeding off each other. And so that that's basically where I was. And I, like I said, I had tried all these other things like giving up caffeine therapy and whatnot. And it, it just wasn't getting me to where I wanted to be. And I was constantly worrying. Right. And it was, it wasn't just about insomnia, but insomnia was a big piece about it. And it's cyclical, right? You worry about not being able to sleep and because you're worrying about not being able to sleep, you can't sleep. Um, There were also other instances where I remember right before we started working together, I had to buy a car. So it was just time to get a new car because my, my car, my other car I'd had for 10 years and it kept breaking down and just, it wasn't reliable and I just needed a new car. And I've always had anxiety about money, especially back before working with you. I had really intense anxiety about money, even though I'm fortunate enough to make decent money and I manage it well and I have good credit and I have savings. I still would get a lot of anxiety about money, especially making big purchases and I remember the day that I was planning to buy my car, I barely slept the night before. I woke up and I cried profusely first thing in the morning because I was devastated at the fact that I was going to have to spend thousands of dollars on a new car. I was just so worried that, you know, this, I, I was just really spinning up into this being a terrible thing. And now, you know, now I realize that it's okay. And I, you know, everything worked out fine. I bought a Prius, which is a very responsible purchasing decision. I didn't go out and buy a fancy schmancy sports car that costs a lot of money to, to fuel and maintain. Um, I, I bought a Prius. It's been a good car. It's very practical. I've had it for a year and a half. It's reliable. It's doing all the things I need a car to do for me, which is not break down and be reliable and, and, and all those things. Um, so it turned out to be fine. And uh, you know, but, and nowadays, uh, the situation I'm in now, I've had to make some big purchases and big life changes recently, which, you know, brings stress along with them, but I managed them much, much better. I did not lose sleep over them. And I certainly did not wake up in the morning crying. Um, but, but, you know, that, that's where I was before we worked together. I would just get so anxious and so worried and so worked up about things that, that gave me anxiety, that it would just hit me like a ton of bricks. And I, and I would, really get into a rough place. Um, And thankfully, I'm not there anymore. Have you tried one skin for your skincare routine yet? 
I love the simplicity of these products and the medical grade ingredients in them, not to mention how easily they fit into my skincare routine. The OS1 Face Moisturizer and OS1 Eye Cream make skin look visibly smoother and clearer and immediately feel softer and more hydrated. The secret is One Skin's proprietary OS1 peptide. It's the first ingredient proven to switch off the aging cells that cause lines, wrinkles, and thinning skin, and several studies back it up. So if you're tired of cycling through ineffective skincare trends and overcomplicated routines, then I'm so excited to share with you One Skin, just simple, scientifically validated solutions. OneSkin is the world's first longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, OneSkin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code ACP at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code ACP. After your purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. Yes, thankfully you're not there at all with that kind of thing where you can wake up and I know you're going through big life changes even now, but they're not throwing you down or they're not making you wake up and 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 cry. Like buying a car is a big deal, but most of us don't need to cry about it, right? It's Mm -hmm. only when, but that speaks to where stress and anxiety just layer on top of each other. It doesn't even need to be um, an earth shattering event that, that makes us feel like we need to break down in tears or feel incapable of, of making a decision. It can be small things, but the accumulation of all those other stresses just pushes us over the edge. So mm-hmm. um, yes, it was, it was um, uh, a big, big kind of nervous time, anxiety about money, having the insomnia, like you said, which just goes into a cycle because then you don't, you worry about, that and other things during the day, which affects your sleep and your poor sleep affects how you feel the next day Mm -hmm. and the stress in and of itself. So how did the coaching actually help you? Um, I want to just bring this up because it's one of my favorite things and you were so game for it is you kept track of things in a journal. And so I wonder if you can speak how the coaching helped you and some of the uh, practices that were valuable to you. Sure. Well, I would say uh, you gave me a wealth of tools and approaches to try, which I really appreciated everything from deep breathing to techniques, like reminding myself that I'm safe. Also giving my body time to calm down because I used to get really intense tightness in my chest. And one of the things you talked with me about was, giving my body time to calm down after I've been able to calm my mind down because you said the mind, the mind calms down sooner than the body. And sometimes your body needs a few extra minutes. So just kind of sitting with that and letting the tightness in my chest dissipate after using those techniques of telling myself that I'm okay. Um, 
Also, uh, just activities and lifestyle changes. I would say meditation. You introduced me to meditation, journaling, daily gratitudes. It was interesting with the meditation because I had always dismissed meditation as this fad because it was really popular (laughs) a few years ago. Um, It still kind of is, but especially I would say a few years ago, back around 2016, 2017 is when it was all the rage. And and I just dismissed it as this uh, fad, really. And but you, you had me do it. And I said, well, okay, you know, I'll, I'll give it a try. What, what's, <laughs> it can't hurt anything. And you had me try it at a five minutes a day. And it was just very grounding. And I found that it was very helpful. And it's something that I still do today. Um, just sitting and being with my mind. I remember you telling me how you can't learn to calm an anxious mind unless you get to know your mind. Something like that. I can't remember your exact wording, but it was pretty close to that. And so just sitting and spending time with my mind and also knowing that meditation, it isn't something you have to get quote unquote good at. (laughs) Yeah. Something that you can just do. And even if you just sit with your mind and let your mind wander, it's just very grounding because you, you start to just get an understanding of what your mind does and I find that to be, like I said, just very grounding. And I try to do it every day. I try to do it for about 15 minutes a day. Um, Also the journaling, which you had me do, which I had never really been into, but I just started journaling about my day and uh, writing daily gratitudes. So I actually combine them at night. I journal and I write five things that I'm grateful for. And I remember you telling me how participating in daily gratitudes, writing them down every day kind of trains your mind to start looking for things that you're grateful for. And it kind of shifts your mind and it it kind of helps you get out of the anxiety mindset and Mm -hmm. into a more like positive mindset. So these are all things that I still use regularly. I still, I still try to meditate and journal every day. I probably do it like four or five days a week, if not seven days a week on some weeks and using the daily gratitudes and it's just become a regular habit now. And it's not something I really have to think about. Even the, the approaches that we talked about, like telling myself that I'm safe, giving myself time to calm down, that's become second nature. And it's almost to the point now where I don't even need to use those tools and techniques very often anymore mm-hmm. because they became so habitual and my anxiety is just managed so much better now than it used to be. Wow. Awesome. Awesome. Are there, uh, I love the, um, uh, the, se- the safe self self-talk um, because that I bet is one of the things for you that became just second nature. Like you don't need to remind yourself anymore that um, to tell yourself you're safe, you kind of go there naturally after a while. You yes. Don't need sticky notes or the, the journal prompt. Um, yeah. Was that one of the things that became second nature for you? Yeah. Yeah. That and another thing too is avoiding going, oh no, what if, oh God. Like I remember, <laughs> I remember talking with you about that and you saying that that will get your anxiety going. It'll just be the anxiety when you start. Um, Cause I used to worry, I'd be like, well, what if this goes wrong? What if that goes wrong? What if I can't do this? What if this fails? And, and that was just basically like taking a, a match to kerosene <laughs> and really triggering the anxiety. So, so getting out of the habit of doing that amongst uh, all the other tools I'm using. And it's, and this, again, it's almost become second nature. I don't have to use it very often, um, which is very freeing. Yes. Very freeing. Mm-hmm. 
And with that freedom, uh, coupled with your mind now knowing how to look for things that are fine or that you love, that you're grateful for, those spaces start to be filled up with joy. Would you say how would you how is your joy level these days? Yeah, it's it's much better. I feel like I'm out of a place of anxiousness and almost in a place of neutrality, leaning toward joy, you know? Um, So it's, it's really nice. I'll give you another example. I just bought a uh, washer and dryer (laughs) for my new place. And it was this ordeal trying to fit the washer because the washer and dryer, it's a really small area where the washer and dryer goes and it's not set up properly. And I had to do all this research around washer and dryer would fit and are the hoses long enough and all this stuff. And, you know, it, it was not fun. It was a little stressful and it was a little anxiety inducing, but I got the washer and dryer installed. It's not perfect. I had, I'm losing out on a lot of storage space because it doesn't fit in the closet. Right. But again, I've, you know, I have a washer and dryer and I've gotten through it and I didn't lose any sleep over it. And <laughs> and I didn't worry too much. And, you know, I've just accepted the fact that I've done everything I can do and I've lost some storage and I'm not worrying about it anymore. So I feel like if, and this was just actually this past week, I just got the washer and dryer delivered. And I, I think if I had done this a few years ago before working with you, I would have been worrying out of my mind about this washer and dryer yeah. <laughs> losing yeah. a lot of sleep over it isn't that amazing yeah, yeah. <laughs> which yeah. is it sounds like a good problem to have like am I, you know because I can afford to buy a washer and dryer and I realized that you know I'm, I'm privileged in a lot of ways um, and at the same time you know life throws stuff at you and it and there was a chance where if I didn't do all that research the washer and dryer would have showed up and it would have not fit and right. that would have been an issue right so so there, you know, there's some challenges I had to address here, but uh, I feel much more equipped for this kind of thing now than, you know, and, and it's also a huge purchase, right? I had to spend a lot of money on a washer and dryer. They're not cheap. Right. And I didn't wake up that morning crying about the money right. I was going to spend. Exactly. Yeah. And that was two issues all, you know, coupled together, mm-hmm. the money and the, you know, the, all the uh, rigmarole around getting the right size and everything. Mm-hmm. And isn't it interesting that these, it's not the issues in life that have changed, but it is you and your response to mm-hmm. these challenges and struggles that have come up. Come up. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like I said before, it's very freeing, just not not being trapped in a cycle of worry. It's very freeing. Mm -hmm. That's a great word because isn't that what we're all looking for? Freedom. Mm -hmm. Yes. Whether we're privileged, underprivileged, everyone, sentient beings are all looking to be safe and free. And so uh, we can all be trapped in our minds, no matter what kind of life circumstance we are coming from. Mm -hmm. Anxiety doesn't care. Mm-hmm. Um, so well, how would you say Jessica how you are doing now if you if you uh, I mean you've given us some great examples of where you're at now um, when we met you were uh, not sleeping and anxious and uh, worried about a lot of things how would you s- say you're doing these days yeah overall I'm I'm doing very well and my sleep is going very well And I'll say that the work that I did with you laid the groundwork for me to 
really solve the issue of my sleep. So you and I working together, it did help my sleep, um, but I still had insomnia and I realized that I needed to go to somebody else for help. So I, I hired a sleep coach. And because you and I had done so much mind space work on my anxiety, by the time I worked with her, she and I were able to really jump into the other issues that were affecting my sleep. I had some physiological digestive stuff going on and some other things that weren't really related to anxiety. Um, but because you and I did all that groundwork, it prepared me for the next step. And all the work that I did with her actually really helped me um, solve the issue of my insomnia. And I've been sleeping very, very well this ever since November, December. And this is uh, July now that we're recording this. So it's been a solid six months, if not more, of me sleeping very well. And on top of that, I'm pregnant with my first child and I'm sleeping very well, all things considered, even though I'm pregnant. And pregnancy is definitely, <laughs> it's definitely, things. yes, it's, it's not always the time for the best sleep. <laughs> you're, you're, you don't always get good sleep when you're pregnant. Let me put it that way. Um, yeah. But it's overall, my, my sleep's been going very well. Awesome. So yeah, it's, it's been, it's been great. And, um, you know, I realize now that the big challenges in life are not easy to solve and they take a lot of time to solve. So my anxiety and my insomnia, I knew from the beginning, I wasn't going to solve them overnight. I just didn't realize how many steps it was going to take to solve them. Working with you, working with another coach, mm -hmm. being like from the, for years and years, this is stuff I've been working on, but it's, it's all been worth it. Yeah. And it's um, that I, I love how you are bringing up the whole point that it does take steps. It yes. doesn't happen overnight. And it isn't about getting it intellectually. Um, it's about working it in your life, embodying these changes. And th that doesn't happen overnight. And it doesn't happen uh, with one person. I even tell uh, on the podcast, I talk about many people and many of my clients, they don't just see me. They, they have a therapist too, or they have a therapist and a psychiatrist, or they have another coach. Mm -hmm. I mean, there is nothing wrong with that. This is building our, our healing network, right? And, um, but the point is that we don't give up is the important piece and not throw our hands up and say, well, that worked for other people. It just didn't work for me. So I love that you kept going and um, actually figured out this insomnia piece also. I'm really happy for you. That's, that's a big piece. It was a struggle. Yeah, thank you. And I wanted to touch upon something you just said about um, trying something and throwing up your hands and saying this didn't work for me. I think, uh, you know, there are some tools and techniques that you offered to me that just I just felt weren't really going to work for me. And I think that's fine. I like the fact that you gave me a bunch of different things to try. So I tried the things that I thought were going to work better and they did. Those are the things that I gravitated toward. Mm -hmm. And my point is that like, I appreciated the fact that you gave me a menu of options to choose from and I chose what would work and it's okay if you try something and it doesn't work because there's probably something else that's going to work. Um, so, so yes. that, yeah, so that, that was, that was really helpful. Um, I remember at one point you suggested creating artwork around how my chest felt when my chest was tight. I thought, I don't, yeah, I just wasn't really feeling that. But then you gave me some other options to try, like writing down how it felt, leading into it, um, describing it, sitting with it. And that was tremendously helpful. And so because you gave me 
a couple different tools to choose from. I was able to choose the tools that worked for me. Well, you bring up a great point because if everybody had to do everything that I talk about <laughs> on the podcast, <laughs> I'd have you guys busy from sunup to sundown. Mm-hmm. And that is not the case. Um, that's why I often tell people at least grab a journal, write some of these things down and see what resonates with you. Mm-hmm. As with you, like you art, you didn't want to do that artwork piece. That was fine because that, and when we're, it just doesn't feel right, right? It's not part of how you want it to be expressive. So we found other ways. And uh, that's very important. And I'm really glad, Jessica, that you brought that up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So do you have any, um, you know, I'd like you to come up with, what you might tell a listener or a friend, um, but since you're talking to a lot of people right now, um, what would you tell the listeners who are considering like coaching as part of their healing journey? I would say if you can do it, go for it. Cause it's been, like I said, it's been incredibly helpful for me. And I did a lot of work before I started working with you which helped lay the groundwork for the work that you and I did, like giving up caffeine and going to therapy. Um, but I, I got to a point where I realized I needed, I needed something else. I needed guidance. And that's, uh, that's really what I got. The way I see it is I needed guidance from an expert. So I would say, if you can do it, go ahead and do it because it will be worth the time and the money. Great. Thank you, Jessica. And so now I, like to give you an opportunity to share with the listeners, you know, in our final words, uh, anything, any wisdom that you have for them, because there's a lot of people out there and um, it varying degrees of anxiety. Some people, this might be the first podcast they ever listened to, but then other people have been listening for a very long time. And so I'd like you to share your wisdom uh, with our listeners. I would repeat something I said before in that um, it's going to be a journey, like working through your anxiety and it's going to take time and a lot of trial and error. And I think just knowing that is a huge thing because uh, I think we, we live in a world of quick fixes, right? Yes. Take this pill and you'll feel better or, you know, buy this thing and you'll feel better or try this thing and you'll feel better. And I've realized that the the big problems for me personally that I've grappled with, there are no quick fixes for, and it just takes time. And once I realized that and accepted it and let myself celebrate the small milestones and the small wins, that was really huge. Um, I'm in a great place now, but it took a lot of steps to get here. It was a lot of periods where it felt like two steps forward, one step back where I was making great progress. And then I felt like, I I don't know if regress is the right word, but, but it's just you know, a lot of trial and error and a lot of time and also uh, being kind to myself, knowing that, okay, I'm not going to, I've had this problem most of my life. Like I, I remember being anxious as a child. Yes. Um, so, you know, just knowing that, okay, this is, this is a lifetime of behaviors and habits and what have you that, that I'm trying to work to change and I can't change it overnight and give myself time and give myself grace and, and celebrate the small wins because each, each small step and each small win is, sets you up for the next step. Yeah. Well, Jessica, those are wise words indeed. And I appreciate you sharing with all of my listeners and with me. I appreciate 
all the um, times that we had together and to watch your progress and then to have you check back in and to, and to hear how I haven't been with you all that time since the last time we had a session together until now. And for me to be, you, your changes have been gradual for you, but for me, it's like, holy cow, Jessica's just doing amazing. <laughs> so um, it's really a thrill uh, for me to see you and to be able to spend time with you and um, to hear how wonderful you are doing. Thank you so much once again for spending time with us here on Anxiety Coaches Podcast. And do please keep in touch. Thank you, Gina. Thank you so much for having me. And thank you for all the wonderful work that you're doing. Thanks again. Everybody, that was Jessica, and we are so fortunate that she was willing to spend time with us and to share her journey. I hope that you guys have enjoyed listening to this, and you know that I love spending time with all of you. So until next time, aloha. And now for today's quote. It does not matter how slowly you go, as long as you do not stop. And that's from Confucius. I'll be back in a few more days with another podcast. Until then, be well and aloha. Thanks so much for joining us for today's episode of the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. Find more information at theanxietycoachespodcast.com. 